marriage bed. Here are your hosts, Dr. Corey Allen and Shannon Efridge. Conversations take place about marriage, life, sex, love, the good, the bad, the ugly, uh, anything and everything in between, I think, is what we're trying to accomplish today. So uh, if you are new to Sexy Marriage Radio, welcome. Glad you joined us. Uh, if you've been around a while, thanks for showing up again. I appreciate it. This is a, It's awesome to have a community of people that are invested in their married life and in their sex life and in love and recognizing, you know what, there's things we could still maybe do better and, and approach it in a different way. And that's what we're hoping to do. So if you want to let us know what you think or any questions you've got, uh, send us an email, feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. That's how you can get a hold of us. Uh, Shannon is taking a break for a little while, so it's just me. Uh, my wife has been on an episode. She'll probably be on, on one in the future again. But today I've got some guests that are going to be joining me because they've got a fantastic story that's worth unfolding. Um, but the other thing that's also worth noting is if you like what we do, please hop on iTunes. Uh, leave us a review. Help us spread the word that married sex is the hotbed for sex. Because if you look in iTunes in the sexuality category and don't take a whole lot of time to spend there, um, you're going to find a whole lot of anything goes. And so what Sexy Marriage Radio wants to do is swim against the stream and show that that marriage is where great sex can happen and it can only even just get better. So all of that is to say welcome. Um, and so today's guests I've got on the on the show with me are Trey and Mel Lovern, that they are of Undone and Redone is a podcast and a site they've got um, Met them at the uh, American Association of Christian Counselors World Conference that was a couple months ago, and their story is just fascinating. And so we're just going to spend some time walking through their journey, uh, takeaways, their what they've learned, um, and then we're just going to see where it goes. That's kind of the easiest way to go. So Trey and Mel, welcome. Thank Thanks. you. Thanks Thank for you having us. Absolutely. Thanks for us be on the show. So. Um, Everybody's probably, as far as Sexy Marriage Radio, there's probably, there might be some that are part of your crew and your tribe that are, are cross-breeding, if you will, on, on the way things go, that we constantly hey are guys. looking. <laughs> they're perfect. <laughs> they're looking for good information. But uh, catch every, kind of give me the, the, the macro view or the aerial view of your story real quick, and then we'll kind of dive down in different points of it, if you would. So whoever, okay. Okay. whoever well, wants to take I'll, I'll the lead. Yeah, I'll do the high-level overview. So Melly and I met in college. Uh, before we met, I had a ministry background, had already been preaching, Melody sang. And so she, you know, we were, we're going to save the world. You know, I preached, <laughs> she sang, it was a match made in heaven. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, we got married when I was 20. I also planted my first church at 20. So we're literally saving the world at an early age, started having babies. But what Melody did not know when we got married is I had a secret um, porn addiction. Okay. Uh, I, had, I had been exposed to pornography when I was eight years old. And that, with all of my ministry, was a very big secret. Mm -hmm. You know, I was trying to solve that problem in secret. Mm -hmm. Was too cowardly to let Melody know what I was struggling with. Um, that was part of the reason. But the other reason, I thought marriage was going to fix the problem. Oh, um, welcome to and, the club. <clears throat> That's yeah, right. marriage was going to fix it all. We were both virgins, and we just thought, okay, well, now we can have sex all the time. So I think, I think really, you thought that 
it was going to fix it. That and temptation yeah. will be taken away because I've got it available to me in real life. That's yes. Right. And when it time. didn't, because at that point I didn't realize what I was really doing is medicating deeper pain mm-hmm. that I didn't really know how to get in touch with. And so actually the shame that I felt when marriage didn't fix it, took it to a deeper level. And now okay. I'm really struggling. I started crossing even more lines, ultimately internet chat rooms, um, trying to validate myself as a man, because that's what I was really running to Melody. Tell me I'm a man. Tell me I'm mm-hmm. a man. Tell me I'm a man. Sucking the very life out of her in my brokenness and neediness right. in that. And, and then when she couldn't do it, and bless her heart, she tried, um, I ran to pornography even more to tell me that I'm a man, tell me I'm a man, because okay. there's no risk of rejection, yep. all that. Yep. So anyway, fast forwarding the story, over the next decade um, of our marriage, I had had seven one-night stands, people I didn't even know their last names, and everything blew up um, eventually. Mm-hmm. Melody found out. Um, we got help. I went and got an intensive uh, under my belt. But the problem with me at that point is I was still looking for the magic information. Mm-hmm. Okay. More knowledge equals better behavior yeah. is, is kind of what I was, how I was approaching Which is this. pretty common if you think about it on the way a lot of us men and even women right. to a degree think that we can uh, tackle some of these deeper things, if you will, that mm-hmm. hey, Absolutely. maybe I'll just find the magic formula or the key or the trick or, or the silver bullet or to know better equals to do better. Right. You know, now I've got all this knowledge, so I'm going to be able, you know, to do better, <laughs> but inevitably, um, you know, it led to w- one more one night stand and we ended up divorcing. Okay. And so, so really, you know, even after, kinda, hold on, I'm going to interrupt you just real quick. Mel. Even yeah. after you found out everything that was going on, there was still an additional thing that happened. Okay. Correct. Thank you. Yeah. And, and and the shame then for me is I messed up even after she's shown me such grace. Right. She's forgiven me. She overcame all this stuff. And so right. then the message is, what is my problem? Okay. That even, you know, having a beautiful wife in the covenant relationship marriage, having sex, but even after all this forgiveness and love and acceptance, even, you know, that this new knowledge didn't fix it. Okay. You know, man, I am really, really messed up. And right. So that's after the divorce, that's kind of where my core belief was. Okay. You know, I am, you know, the shame was at an all time high, but began to understand and started my own healing journey after losing Melody and our four children. Yeah. And, and that's what I, cause for most of my life, I've been trying to avoid the pain. Right. You know, the, right. the core belief was if you're a good Christian, um, you shouldn't be feeling this, this mm-hmm. negative emotion. And so what I now understand, I was running to pornography to numb out, mm-hmm. um, to make me feel better in that moment, not having to, f- to face all this. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so began to really go into the pain, um, understanding that God loved me where I was, mm-hmm. not just when I performed at a high level. And that began the, uh, the internal transformation that really, and now in our ministry, we talk to a lot of people who are also struggling. Obviously, a lot of people find our ministry who have you know, similar issues going on. But we're not trying to help people saw off branches of behavior because that's what I was trying to do. And it was all about the outward behavior. Okay. And I was looking for a bigger and better saw, maybe a brand of saw that I never found before. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But the, the branches grow back right. like they do on any tree yep. if the roots are dealt with. Yep. And they usually grow back bigger and stronger. Right. And so that's when now I'm single and God began to meet me and I began to understand how to take the gospel into those deeper broken places, the root issues okay. that we were, we're driving the behavior, began to understand that 
I had this question, do I have what it takes as a man that mm-hmm. I'm trying to answer? And no female on the planet is going to help me answer that. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no matter how hard they try, that's got to be something that I figure out uh, on my own. And so that some uh, understanding began to take place, began a, a healthy journey of my own recovery. And really, that's, I think, inevitably what brought us back together, because, you know, if I'm being if I'm being honest, my but, hope. But we were apart for six years. Yeah, we were apart for for six years. Okay. And my hope after we divorced would that would be that, you know, he'd get hit by a bus right. and my life would be better, yep. you know, because it's not like when you divorce, you have. Um, these two separate worlds because we no, have four kids. Right, together. you still have you still have yeah. a relationship. It's just a yeah. different context exactly. of relationship. And, and then there's weekly, bi-weekly reminders. Yes. Whenever the kids are involved with, he's got to come around. You've got to go get them. That kind of system. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And 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 divorce doesn't necessarily solve all the problems, but I think for <laughs> for us, really, what it was was both of us finding some healing journey, you know, both of us, because I think my mentality was he'll just go get fixed. Right. You know, at least we can co-parent well together. Right. And, and I think for me, it was really sitting down in a counselor's office and healing from all the, the, the things that I went with, went through in relationship with Trey, but it was also really setting out on this healing journey because if I didn't heal, then whoever was going to be next in my life, was probably going to reap the the problems that came right. with the relationship with Trey. Absolutely. And I think that's I think that's what a lot of women don't realize, at least you know a lot of the ladies that I walk with is okay, I'm just going to get rid of this problem and I'm going to be good to go. But if we don't do that inner healing and walk with the counselor and walk through all the emotional pain, then we do take that into whatever relationship is going to be next. Right. And that's the same philosophy he's talking that Trey was talking about with the, Mm -hmm. that's just sawing off a branch of a tree. Right. And then a new one's going to appear, but that tree is going to be the same (laughs) in some manifestation or some similarity. So if you're alluding, cause Mel, this is something that's interesting to me and it's worth kind of spending a little bit of time on Mm -hmm. is you're a, one of the things I've, I've come across with the clients I work with, my own journey and struggle with mm-hmm. pornography, um, that it, it's very, the collateral damage is the wife, if mm-hmm. it's the man, if it's the husband that's involved yeah. in this, and it's in a secret kind of a thing that's been going on. But there's also a component of it has nothing to do with the wife. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's the one thing I'll counsel clients right off the bat. Of, yeah. This has nothing to do with you, even though you get the damage from it. So you're alluding mm-hmm. to my own healing because it's more than just healing from what's gone on from him as what I'm mm-hmm. guessing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And and I would say it sounds like you're, you do this a lot with, with the people that you walk with. I would say it's probably the 150th or 200th time that I finally say, this happened to you, but not because of you. It's not your fault. Right. You know, I, I kind of say three things. You didn't cause this. You can't control it. And you did. And you can't cure it. Right. However, what you can do is you can begin to heal from it. Okay. And so we try to focus. What I try to do is focus in on the can. And I'll just say, I kind of swung, you know, Corey, I was. I, you know, I really took a lot of pride in, you know, trying to be the perfect wife and the perfect mother. And, you know, here's dinner when you come home. And if you want sex at midnight, you know, let me go jump in the shower and wake up because I'm a tired mommy, but I'll give you sex at midnight, you know? And so I took a lot of pride in that. 
And then all of a sudden this happens and it's like, wait, I mean, if I'm being truly honest, right, right. wait, this happens to women who don't take care of their husband. And right. I pride myself. Right. That. That's, that's not me. The how in the world is this happening? Because I'm <laughs> yeah. doing the steps that are necessary right. to make this right. not happen. Exactly. Okay. So it happens. And then, you know, as I'm, I'm walking with this counselor trying to make sense of all this, you know, you're in this kind of crazy whirlwind of this is my story. This is not my story. This is my story. This is not my story. And finally, I began to realize um, she she told me, she said, you know, if he was married to somebody else, he would have still had these same tr- struggles and this still would have happened. Right. And that was a huge moment for me. It was like, OK, I can go from subjective. This is so incredibly personal. It's still personal. Yep. But now I can take a step back and I can be a little bit more objective in this and move forward on a path toward just healing from what took place. Right. And so that was huge. That was a huge, that's um, good. Aha moment for me. Yeah. Cause the interesting thing about that to me is that puts it into the dynamic of this is an individual thing playing out within the context of a relationship. That's right. Mm-hmm. Because the one thing I would counsel like a woman in your situation, um, that I, I do this with my clients in the office where they've come in and there's been an affair and they're trying to figure mm-hmm. out what do we do um, is one is trying to separate that out, that cause and effect thing that says, right. well, it's because you didn't do this. That's why he did it or what? No, it's not that. So then it starts to become, if it has nothing to do with you in this case, Mel, now it comes down to why would you be with somebody that would be willing to do that to themselves? Because mm-hmm. that's really what's we're talking about identity things, but then that calls yeah. into a question: Where are you getting your identity, and how is that falling short and trying to manipulate and manufacture and create and all of these things that we do as sophisticated human beings in a fallen world? Right. Um, so we get into a whole different dynamic. That mm-hmm. if we can separate those things out, I think then you start getting to true choice, right. true yeah. pressure. Uh, in essence, where you become the wild card, if you will, mm-hmm. that if mm-hmm. Trey wants to be with you, it's not I've got to act accordingly. It's I've got to address me differently. Right. And that's kind of what I'm hearing you right. say. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because if I can take ownership that somehow this is all my fault, then all my energy gets to go into fixing the problem. Yep. And the and the one thing that's not happening is I'm not getting to to do any work on healing. Right. So... And I'm more than likely suffocating my partner. <laughs> yep. And so it's, a, I'm, I'm in a lose-lose. Yep. Well, and so, and a so lot of couples, yeah, yeah, we find we were incredibly enmeshed. Yeah. Yep. Use a, a clinical term, yep. very enmeshed, trying to define ourselves by the relationship. Oh, kind absolutely. Of the, whole, the whole unity candle for people who are saying, oh, what's enmeshment? Well, the unity candle, you blow out your candle <laughs> and you light the unity and the two shall become one. And we yep. misinterpret. Yeah, and that's uh, we we long to do the godly Christian life right, but we lost our own identity. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, I don't know that I ever really knew who I was. Yeah, because of all the masks that I've been wearing, growing up in a small town, all of that. But to have a successful relationship, it's from a place of strength and knowing who we are, choosing the relationship. As I described earlier, though, because of my neediness, I didn't know who I was. So from a selfish place, I was demanding subconsciously that she come through for me right. uh, at some level. So there was a selfish baseline yep. to why I needed to be in this relationship. So yep. it was after the divorce that I began to find my footing individually and in who I was. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
and that I no longer needed her approval. And so then ironically, it was actually a fight mm -hmm. after during our divorce years. Whereas in the past, I would never go toe to toe with her because I was a passive nice guy, just trying to keep the peace with everybody. Yep. Mm -hmm. But there was a parenting issue where I felt like Melody was putting our oldest daughter in a, an adult situation that she shouldn't have been in. She should be free to be a kid yeah. because of some of the issues that we had. Right. Yeah. And I basically said, Hey, when's the next counseling appointment where you're going to be with your therapist? I'm going to be there and we're going to address this mm -hmm. because I no longer needed, I never would have done that before right? because I needed her approval. So you that almost would, started, that would risk. right. So you're talking about you <laughs> stepped up for you and then in turn, your family, your daughter. That's right. But it's That's like, right. you know what, this is, right, this is yeah. important enough that I'm going to put myself out there willing to get hit for this because yeah. it's something I got to say. That's right. But well, it, was, it yeah. was a healing for me because I now knew who I was yep. and it had nothing to do with her approval. Right. Well, and I could risk and, rejection. Yeah. And if I'm telling on myself, Corey, one of the things I didn't realize that I was doing um, I still had this desire, you know, we see, and I'm sure you see this too. There's so much damage that can be done um, to the kids oh, through yeah. the divorce process. Oh, yeah. And, and we both really wanted to do it well. Yep. Um, and so, you know, I didn't bash Trey in front of the kids. You know, we tried to keep our arguments yeah. private from right. our kids. Right. But one of the things that I didn't realize that I was doing was I've got this scorecard because he, he screwed it all up. Yep. You know, he messed up my story. This yep. is not what I wanted, blah, blah, blah. And so if he was being the Disney world dad, you know, I would kind of hold that over his head, you know, cause I always felt like I've got to be the responsible yep. parent parent. I, I got to be the grown homework. up. Yeah. Yes. And I didn't like that. I want to be the fun parent, you know? And then if he did, if he, if I didn't like what he was doing, then I kind of, you know, he was kind of in a lose-lose, I would guess, I, I would say at that point. Yes. And I like that. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, thank well, you for the honesty, because there's a there's a, a undercurrent of us as humans that yeah. when we get in these tough situations, while we may consciously be saying to ourselves, you know what, I'm not being vengeful. There's a part of us that's like, I want vengeance. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's, that's welcome to the flesh, if you will, yeah. that, that, that we're going to yeah. have. And so to me, it's not, let's not act like it's not there. Let's yeah. just acknowledge mm -hmm. it and be more in the open with it because then we can start to do things with it. Cause if you guys are both like you're describing actually evolving into being better human beings as individuals, yeah. you're able to start to see it as, I can totally understand why you would want to do that. I don't even fault you for the, the, the interest in wanting to do that. I get it. Right. Cause I want right. to do it too, right. you know, and you yeah. know, and so it's just now all of a sudden you're actually connecting solidly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's good. And, yeah. and also when we divorced, I mean, I know people can't see this, you can see this, but when we divorced, it was almost like Trey's all the way down here oh, yeah. and I'm all the way up here. Oh yeah. And, and the more we began to understand who we are, um, apart from what we do, which was a huge aha for me. I got so much significance and identity in what I did. Yep. And so counseling for, for me was healing from a lot of the betrayal and, and the dynamics and trades of my relationship. 
but it was also beginning to rest in who I was instead of I'm a mom, I'm an aerobics instructor, right. I'm a music person, blah, 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 you know, all the identity. And so that kind of began to make this a little bit more reciprocal. And in that fight that Trey mentioned a while, um, a, a few minutes ago, it was my counselor. So I was super excited about us both beating up on him in there. And when, <laughs> and when Trey left, my counselor called me out on that. Yeah. He said, you know, you can, you can continue to do this, you know, if you want, but I'm just going to say that the Trump card, it, it would probably be advantageous to you if you'd let that go. And I was like, wow, it was, a, it was, right. a, I did not know I was doing it. Right. Right. So, well, anyway. and, and what we're describing, we were both on the same journey yep. into our brokenness, into yep. what our significance was in, yep. into what our identity was in. Yeah. It was just the object of that. What we were running to for significance was completely different. Right. right. And so in that, it was easy to point fingers at what's better because obviously mine was a lot worse. You know, kind of use the Luke 15 analogy. I was the prodigal. She was the elder brother, you know, but both brothers um, missed the heart of the father. And that was really <laughs> right. our... Yeah, they one was one was rebelling by being very good and one was rebelling by being bad. Yep. Mm -hmm. And that was really our story. And I can relate to her elder brother because I was a public elder brother until all my secret came out. Yep. You know, trying to get my significance and all the preaching I'd done and all of that. Yep. And so what we get to now do in ministry is just to invite couples, individuals who make up those couples, to lay down the scorecard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And really begin to expose the unbelief of the gospel that's at the core of that. Because in our hiding and our search for significance, at the core, we don't believe he loves us as we are. Right. And so we're constantly trying to do more to gain that acceptance instead of just accept and, and receive the right. grace that's already been given. And so now, you know, we define marriage as not two couples like we were doing outperforming each other trying to get the one up yep. you know, position in the relationship. Yeah, it's just trying to admit where we struggle, yep. you know, admit our faults. You know, I'm feeling insecure today or, you know, obviously he'll know it when we ever going to go somewhere or go speak somewhere. And I've got 40 outfits on the floor in the bedroom, you know, obviously, you know, he knows, that, but I can say it and I don't have to cover it up right. or yeah, now we can work to be the chief repenter yeah. in the relationship yeah. Okay, because so. our significance is not in having it all right. Right. Yeah. We now, and, and stepping back into marriage, obviously it was eyes wide open. Yeah. I mean, we, we know exactly warts and all what we're getting into. Right. You know, we're stepping toward both of our biggest fears, my fear of hurting her again, her yep. fear of getting hurt. So yeah. there's a lot of risk in that. But that's, that's kind of where we were, because for me, to avoid conflict, you know, Proverbs talks about iron sharpening iron, sparks are flying, yep. mm -hmm. you know, when iron sharpens iron. Yep. Well, I was trying to show up as the marshmallow uh, first in the relationship. Yeah. You know, marshmallows don't sharpen marshmallows. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and so, and now to have a relationship where we know who we are, and from that place, we get to choose the relationship, not because we need each other. Yep. Because our needs are now, we get those in Christ. We've learned how that works. And now we get to show up, not out of a place of want or, or neediness, but I want this relationship. I don't okay. have to have it. And I, is it yeah. also fair to say that when the neediness arises, because it's still going to, because you guys are both still human, as am I, mm -hmm. uh, you're, you're more apt to acknowledge said neediness? <laughs> that, yes. that, you know, I'm looking, I'm looking to you for this right now. Cause I'm feeling a little off balance or, mm -hmm. and at least, yeah. if, at least be upfront. Cause to me, that's more solid. Cause that's the whole yeah. thing is a lot of times people think, I, I think they take the whole concept of 
if marriage is designed to help us grow up, which is the fundamental belief I've got, mm-hmm. and I think mm-hmm. that's why God instituted the relationship, because what better way right. to implement conflict in your daily life on a really, really sophisticated level than in marriage? So that's if that's the case, that means I can't be weak. Well, no, I can still be solid in my weakness by just acknowledging right. my weakness. Absolutely. Right. And actually, there's a lot of power that it doesn't have over you anymore yep. when you can bring that to the table. Yep. And now we're connecting at these places of vulnerability yep. and connecting with one another instead of, I would say, the old me, I would somehow power up. Yep. You know, I would bake all this stuff or <laughs> I would go do something. It's behaviors. Again, I, yeah, yeah, I would start. I would start finding significance yeah, in that's the things the, that I did. That's the idea that um, I, I think that it, when we are willing to take the hit for who we are, that's a that's a level mm-hmm. of repentance. That's a level of humility. Mm-hmm. That's a level of mm-hmm. solidness and strength. Uh, I'll counsel couples because this is the cycle. I know. I mean, so you guys were divorced for six years mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. remarried. How scary yeah. was it? Whoever it was that initiated, you know, maybe we should get remarried. <laughs> How scary yeah, was that? It was moment? definitely not me. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. and I I kind of floated that. Yeah, I floated that every once in a while. But I got to a place where we we we, we got to a place where we're just re- relating as friends. Yeah. Um, yeah. And where this this path that we'd been on, we began to find where our significance truly was sure. instead of in all the things that we did. And it allowed us took a lot of pressure off mm-hmm. uh, just to be ourselves. And in, in that, in co-parenting, we got to, um, to understand, mm-hmm. you know, right. and kind of be re- reintroduced to right. who we were well, apart from all the doing. And you're almost reintroducing completely different people. It's who you, mm-hmm. it's who you really were. It's who you really are. Because this is, right. the, this is the interesting thing about the cycle. And I want the listeners, uh, Sex and Marriage Radio, to hear this. Um, because one of the things that's interesting from you guys' story is yours is a much uh, more outward kind of story of what a lot of marriages go through, where right. maybe we don't go through the level of divorce and then remarriage. But I love Esther Perel's work in that she will sell, she'll tell couples that, you know what, you've got to have to come to grips with after some of these kinds of major things, your marriage is done, right? It, mm-hmm. that what you've had is done. Legally, maybe not, but emotionally, yes. So now the question is, do you want to recreate a new marriage together or not? That's right. That's a different dynamic. And so as you're going down that path, it's worth noting that when one of you, because I could imagine, Mel, you might have times where it's an anniversary of something and you're just down. Trey's humming along because everything's good in his world Mm because he's kind of tackled some things and he's feeling good. But you're like, I'm not. Hold on. And it's just, it, it's interesting because I want couples to be able to hear that when we get in these moments, being able to say to my partner, I can't believe you did this. I can't believe this happened. Mm-hmm. I can't believe whatever. And for him to hear it as, yeah, me too. Almost like I'll absorb all of this, but I'm not going to defend it. I'm not going to go into all this explanation of stuff. That's where mm-hmm. we get caught in this pain cycle rather right. than let's both just take the hits for stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, and then we move forward together. Cause now we're talking about the hurt, not what was done. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That makes a ton of sense. And I think one of the things that was really helpful in, in this process for both of us is 
so many times I can be triggered by, like you said, an anniversary or a movie or a commercial or, you know, something in our history yep. and I'm triggered. And in that moment, I do want to say you da 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 or whatever, yep. but leaning in with curiosity and being able to ask each other questions in that emotion yep. um, has been super helpful. That's it's, good. it's felt validating because um, sometimes, or at least I'll just say kind of when I, when, when I was growing up, it was like, you feel this and that means this is your reality right. instead of a perceived reality. And so when we, when we experienced some of that, Trey has, Trey was great about just kind of you know, asking the right questions and then validating. And, you know, so many times he just said, I'm so sorry that, that my, my choices, you know, created that pain. Right. Well, and was, uh, was really awesome about that. On and the other side of that. Down. Yeah. It's, I think you've got to detach shame from the action. Right. right. Because as long as they're still, if, if the reminder of those past mistakes still take you to a place of shame yep. and that's still wrapped around the identity, you know, we made mistakes were not mistakes, right. you know, kind of thing to kind of get the, get the shame away from that. Because until you do that, you can't go back. Cause every time she reminded me of that, if it take me, yeah. takes me to a place of shame, I'm yeah. going to react out of that shame. Yeah. Right. And, and you got to then like, boost yourself or redefine right. or make you say, make sure you look good in her eyes and, re- and right. make up for it. And now, now that's we're right. scoreboarding again. Or, or yeah. Or angry that she keeps pointing out my faults yeah. because again, it's still wrapped around my identity. Yeah. But, but the more the shame is removed, right. now we can revisit those past mistakes. And that's how I mean, our, our story was just in a national movie. Yep. And, you know, me telling the world about all my worst failures. Right. You can't do that unless there's been some shame work <laughs> right. you know, around that. Here, hit so. me some more. Come on. I'm, <laughs> that's I'm, right. I'm good. That's right. Now, I was going to say, you know, one of the things that that we get asked a lot, too, was, how in the world did you trust this guy who had created so much pain? You know, and Corey, I, I you know, really, first of all, we don't have a hundred percent guarantee for anything in the, Absolutely. In the life, but it's a shared, it's a, it's a shared process in that he had done a lot to earn back trust. I trusted my, I had to really begin to learn to trust myself again, because you have all this, how yep. did I not know? Yep. And why did this happen? And all that. So, a lot of the process was, you know, him working to earn trust back, me trusting myself. And then again, just recognizing that I ultimately have to trust God because there is no guarantee. You, right. you, you don't step back into reconciliation and marriage with somebody at a hundred percent. I would say I was probably at 87%. Right. You know? And, and just trusting that we're still in a process and we're learning and we're growing and we're still curious about one another. Yeah. You ought to see the spreadsheet where she came up with that 87%. <laughs> I love, I love the idea of, let me just, I want to kind of wrap it up this way. I think I love the idea of when I learn to trust myself more, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to put that in the context of my relationship with God is one and the same in that a a building up of myself is in my, my value structure. It's, it's in a relationship with him as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But even if it's not in that value structure, there's still an element of being strong in myself carries me forward better to where I don't have to handle situations around me as much because I know I can handle me in those situations better. Oh, that's good. Now, all of a sudden, I can confront them differently. I can step up and say, you know what? I don't agree with what you're doing with our daughter here like you did, Trey. They kind of started this whole recreation process, right? Mm -hmm. And now Mm -hmm. it's all, now what I'm really doing is I'm showing me to uh, the world. That's right. Yeah. And that's that's powerful. 
It's good. Well, guys, this has been great. Thank you very much for sharing the willingness to share your story and yeah. and the power that it has. So yeah, thanks for having us. Absolutely. Well, this has been Sexy Marriage Radio. Um, thanks for taking some time out of your day to spend it with us. So wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I hope that uh, take the scoreboard down. All right. <laughs> Let's start there. <laughs> we'll see you next time.